Hello, I'm Leanna Bella. And I'm Benita Crocker. And today's topic for the podcast is, should the children spend time with both parents? And how are the children's voices heard? It's a really good topic. It is a great topic because lots of people want to know, don't they? They want to know that and it's really, really... uh, at centre of separation. Absolutely. So should children spend time with both parents, Leanne? Basic rule of thumb, absolutely. They should. And That's it's the least you owe your children, to have a great relationship with both parents. And in fact, it's in the legislation that it's the children's right, not the parents' right, the children's right to have a significant relationship with both parties. So it's the starting point for the legislation. Definitely the starting it? point. And as a starting point, I always think, gosh, I wouldn't want to be having them full-time without help from another parent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to sit in the bathtub and read a book. I want to be able to just have some me time. Absolutely. That's another selfish reason for that starting point, which Absol- is completely unrelated to the Family Law Act. Absolutely. So shout-out to all the full-time single parents out there because it is it is really hard big yaga. Gig, big gig. It is hard yaga. So. But, there, but there are times, aren't there, Leanne, and we, see, we, we often see it because we're dealing with um, people at, at, the, uh, at the extreme end of things that, that there are times when it's not appropriate. Not appropriate, it? not appropriate, can't work and not in the children's best interest. Especially when there's uh, some protective issues uh, involved. There might be alcohol, drugs. Drugs, substance abuse. Mental um, health. Mental health. That's probably the most common one more recently in the last decade. Yeah, um, and it's mental health that has an impact on the parenting. That, that's the main thing because there are lots of people out there with mental health issues and lots of primary carers out there with mental health issues. So that And that can work. Itself, that can can still, work. You can still raise the children. You can still be a, a primary carer with mental health issues. But there are some extreme cases where there's bipolar behaviour or suicidal tendencies or a combination of mental health Suicidal tendencies and alcohol and substance abuse. And where their kids have been exposed to a parent who has a lack of boundaries or isn't able to control those sort of things. And so they, they really sometimes become parentified, don't they? We talk Definitely. about that time, where that, that, that concept where kids are taking responsibility for their parents. Yeah, they're, and, and that's, yeah, they're the grown-ups. They're the, the grown-ups, yeah, yeah. 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 So if you are separating and you've got a, a partner who may have those sort of issues, you really do it, owe it to your kids to get some legal advice, I think, about what your options are. Because I was speaking to a lady the other day who had those sort of issues on the other side and I said, look, she had a two-year-old. I said, your two-year-old can't no. advocate. No. You're the parent and you're the, you're the only one who can advocate really for that for that child. So you've got to stand, you've got to stand up if you've got some protective issues. So, yeah, you need to get some legal advice. Yeah? Yes, you definitely need to get some legal advice and you need to know that that option is available to you. That is that you don't always have to hand over the child. No. Some people say, but I thought that the other person had to see the kids. I thought that he or she had the right to see the kids. I didn't think I could stop it. Well, you can stop it. You can. And you might want to stop it long term or you might want to stop it short term. You might want to stop it while the person gets some help. Gets some help. The best thing you can have is a high functioning person on the other side. For the kids, a yep. high functioning parent. So what you want is the parent actually to do something about their issues, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. you? So, so getting that help might be, let's think, um, getting a, a psychiatric report and then getting some treatment in place and absolutely. then monitoring that and coming back in six months or a year or getting some drug testing to see if the person is able to manage their substance yeah. abuse. You could do some hair follicle testing. You could do some uh, urine testing. Yeah, absolutely. And monitor that and maybe have it supervised. Yeah, have supervised time. Have supervised time, time uh, until I've, that's been managed. Yeah, I've had alcohol testing in the car where people have to, or alcohol testing at, at home where people have to do that. And it, and it just, if the person is really 
uh, trying to do the best thing and trying to get on with their life and, and you know, those sort of issues are things that they're trying to resolve, then we've, we've got to give them a chance. That's what, yep. what, what, what we want to But without compromising the kids' safety, that's for sure. Kids, yeah. and, and, um, but there are, unfortunately, those cases, aren't there, Benita, where there is no opportunity for one of the parents to spend time with the children. It is just not safe to do so. Absolutely. And it may never be safe to do so. That's right. Because of a combination of some of or all of those issues we've discussed. That's right. But rule of thumb is if you're separating and there's no none of those sort of issues involved, the kids really do have a right to have a relationship with both parents. Yeah. yeah. And so sometimes you might have a parent come in to you to see you, a client come in to see you and say, well, you know, well, it is my word against theirs. So what do I do there? And well, can the kids say something yeah, like, about what they've seen? And my children definitely don't want to see their mother or their father. Um, what do you do then? So the kids ha- and a lot of parents also try and um, gather evidence from the kids, which is, you know, can put the kids in a really difficult situation. So if you're getting... Not uh, desirable, Not desirable. Not so desirable. So if you've got kids who are... Uh, are right because of course kids want to want to be able to please both parents so you've got to be careful as a parent that you're not uh inte- you know unintentionally Buying into that yeah, yeah putting pressure on kids and you know they oh mum wants me to hear but say this or dad wants me to write this or whatever well, dad will get upset if i say this mum yeah, will get, get upset, upset i yeah. better not say it. yeah okay. so if you so the the if if you're in a situation where you are uh in court there's a there's a couple of things that the the court will do to try and get the kids voices heard or their intentions about or you know what what they're feeling about the whole uh, scenario and there are a couple of things that they can do can't they Leanne? Yep they can um, see a their own psychiatrist or therapist and a report can be gleaned from that person yeah or there can be a family report writer appointed and that family report writer will interview every person in the family yep. including the children and document what they said but also analyze whether they've been coached whether that's truly what they mean, how they're feeling, explore all of that. And have a look at their observations, how they yeah. interact with mum and dad, so or whoever the parents are, or grandparents. There are grandparents or, um, or make applications, and make as, applications well. Yeah. as well and can be part of family report. Or they yeah, could speak to an independent children's lawyer. They could. So they could speak to an independent children's lawyer, although, um, yeah, they can. That's not common, I that's, know. Well, Definitely not common. Yeah. But it can happen. It can happen, yeah. So there are... There but they are, don't get to speak in court, do they, Benita? They don't get to speak to a as judge. As much as clients want them to. Clients don't. will say, but why can't they just tell the judge? Because that's not the role of the judge. It isn't. And the older they get, the more their wishes and their voices will be uh, heard, heard in some way in some way and yes. taken into account yes the younger they are primary school age and under whilst the court's going to have some regard to it depending on their maturity it's not going to be the be all and end all no up, because it? you know they're the kids and uh the rest of the people in this case are the grown-ups and the adults and they make the decisions and often what you find in family reports or uh, another little report called an 11f is uh, more than anything, the kids really just want to get on with being kids. They yep. want their parents to try and get on with the separation in a way that doesn't involve the kids um, in conflict. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that's what you often find is that the most, the, the message that's coming through the, with the reports is not so much how much time they want to spend with each parent, but really that they just want mum and dad to get on with it. Yep. Or the parents to get on. And, that's, parents to and get sometimes on with that's it. the first time the parents get to read that and, yeah. and it hits home to them. Yeah, doesn't that's it? right. So we yeah. can we can talk to um, clients and parents about Definitely. that sort of stuff. All of that. Really we end. can answer all your questions. We can um, 
work you through all that and guide you and certainly the fact if you are in court or if you're going to court and there is a family report or another report that's ordered it's really crucial that you come and get some advice about um, how, how you approach that what to expect the do's and don'ts because uh, that, that's a really big do- that's a significant document significant document yeah so if you do want your free appointment contact Pearson's lawyers on 1300 699 688 to book your appointment Uh, That's all for now. Thanks. That's it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Leanne.